baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Riding, fighting Yankee man. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio and make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and Truth Social. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, uh, Johnny Cash, Song of the Patriot, is a, appropriate for our next guest. We are very fortunate in Kansas to have a fantastic federal delegation with one you know, rather glaring exception up in Topeka. But we're going to fix that coming up here in November. Joining us now is a member of our congressional delegation, Big First Congressman Tracy Mann. Congressman, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. John, it is great being on. Thank you for what you do for Kansas, for the conservative movement, and just delighted to have the invitation. Love this song. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. I love old country music growing up on a farm, you know, in Quinter. Um, Hank Williams Jr., A Country Boy Can't Survive. I think of that song often when I'm in Washington, D.C., like I am now, and there's a great line. That's fitting for today. I don't know if you remember this line, John, where he says, you know, gas prices up. Oh, yeah. Stock market's down. Yeah. And you're going to get mugged if you go downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and under Joe Biden's America, I mean, that is where we're at right now. It is uh, pretty incredible. So <clears throat> I'm actually watching you see we've had a full um, day and, and, and evening of votes. There's a break in the action. I actually left the Capitol and, uh, and left my office in and. Offside here, a fleet few blocks away. You know, in my world, there's uh, uh, official and then there's political. And I wanted to uh, go offside so we can really talk about the politics and really anything uh, that, that's on your mind or that you want to cover here. Well, you had, speaking of inflation, you had an opinion piece that ran last week uh, and it kind of emphasized inflation in agriculture, ran in the uh, High Plains Journal. And I mean, you know, people think about inflation, they think about gas and and you know hot dogs over the fourth of july how much more just the price of having a burger and dogs and whatnot but it really hits home i was talking to joe seiwert not too long ago because he was just you know he was plowing and uh, that's it really hits hard out in your neck of the woods out in the big first well you know so much of our economy in the first but in kansas is agriculture and john you know the numbers 40-year highs of inflation 9.1 percent national average, but 9.1% is horrible, but it pales in comparison to what we're seeing on our agricultural inputs. You know, you have fertilizer prices, John, that are 200, 300, in some instances, 400% increases over what they were, um, you know, a year ago, a little after. And uh, it's purely a result of this ludicrous, you know, ridiculous assault and war on fossil fuels, but huge um, inflation in our ag input costs right now. Well, despite the fact the president would like to you know, blame Putin and little green men on Mars and everything else he tries to blame, I, I did see something. Uh, this was a, a letter I think you, you sent off to the president. He had provisions in his fiscal 2023 budget imposing, and I didn't quite understand it. Maybe you can explain it, but it was sort of like a, a capital gains tax on on property such as is farmland i mean doesn't he get that now is not the time to be raising property taxes on farmland 
Clearly, he doesn't get it or he wouldn't be trying to do it, John. But, you know, this administration's come in, completely mismanaged the country, read, you know, led to these record high input costs, record high inflation. Meanwhile, um, as a further thank you to our ag producers who feed, fuel, and clothe the world, um, they are proposing new taxes. So, in the budget um, that Biden proposed, it would do a few things. One, uh, he wants to do away with a stepped-up basis, which means passing farmland or small business, for that matter, from one generation to the next. You know, with a step of an increase in tax basis is huge. But right. for the first time ever, he he has, and this is what you're referring to. We've called it the farm killer tax, where basically what it says is in the year 2030, any farmland or property that's been owned by a family for 90 years or more, so before you know, 1940, which are most, uh, you know, a lot of our farms. Oh, yeah. There would be a one-time capital gains hit or, or true up, if you will. So a one-time capital gains tax payment that would have to be paid for properties owned um, by a family or passed on since 1940. Absolutely disastrous for agriculture, um, for our state, and a huge slap in the face for uh, our farmers, ranchers, and ag producers that do a tremendous job for all of us. And what, what's the goal behind that? I mean, is he is he trying to attack corporate farming, or I mean, I guess I don't understand why we're going after small fa- family-owned farms. The, the it's a great question, and it's kind of we're trying to, in some ways, determine a rational um, answer to a irrational question. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, a set of activities. About to I don't know where their heads are on it. We've asked them. We've objected to this. We've raised this issue up on the floor of the House uh, with multiple people, you know, administration. And uh, and there is just absolute insanity what they're trying to do. Basically, John, it feels like, you know, they're kind of in a free fall and they are just trying to sort of throw about any idea that comes up, good, bad, or otherwise, you know, onto the onto the wall to see if it sticks. And this is some idea that, that the administration came up with that they tried to jam into their budget. Speaking of bad ideas that they're throwing up against the wall and hoping to stick, I know last week they, uh, you guys took up, it was H.R. 8296, the Abortion on Demand Until Birth Act, uh, this is there. That's what I, I like to refer to it as. Dems are calling it the Women's Health Protection Act. Uh, I mean, this thing, this isn't codifying Roe. This is taking a whole nother level of just. I mean, this allows literally abortion after birth. That's how extreme this thing was. It's just another example of how radical Democrats have gone on some of these issues. Even Democrats don't support that. It makes your um, skin crawl to see what they're trying to do. I mean, this is this is infanticide. This this is the murdering of our children. I mean, we need to call it what it is. And you're right; it's under the guise of, or they will say, "Hey, we're just trying to codify Roe v. Wade. We're just trying to get back to where we were before the Supreme Court decision on Dobbs." But the legislation they put forward would make it a federal policy. That in every state, you know, anywhere in America, you could have an abortion um, up to, you know, the the point of birth or just after. So basically, Uh we are into the nine months. And understand, John, that there are only a handful. uh, I guess I guess seven countries in the world that allow this. Amongst them are North Korea and China. Right. So the radical left, the Democrats, are trying to jam through this bill, and frankly, it will pass the House. Um, uh, unfortunately, probably won't move in the Senate. Um, but, you know, this is more radical than than 95 percent. I mean, it is, it's absolute insanity and it is just flat out wrong. Well, think about the company you keep. I mean, if that's that's the legislation and, and you're in company with those two countries, that's what Nancy Pelosi's vision is. It, I mean, just you're judged by the company you keep, as my mother used to say. Yeah, that's right. And, and those countries don't value life. Right. Generally speaking, I'm going to say individual, but as government, you know, their policies, they don't value um, life. Completely different values um, to what makes America, America. And it's just uh, very um, concerning, infuriating. And we absolutely don't want to see that happen in our country. We're talking with Congressman Tracy Mann. Um, Tracy, Last week, one of the most massive, I don't know if you saw the the video, 
but it was a massive single group of illegals that we've ever witnessed crossed illegally at the border crossing into Eagle Pass, Texas. The line of people went so far into the trees on one side of the border, TV news crews couldn't even get a count of them. I mean, this was hundreds upon hundreds of them. CBP reported at the same time that they encountered over 188,000 illegals attempting to enter the country illegally last month alone. Um, yep. Has Kamala Harris, is she still looking for the root cause? I mean, have we, have we come up she, with anything yet? <laughs> well, she flies over the border oh, okay. um, to, to go to other countries. <laughs> She's only been one place on the border. That's El Paso. El Paso is, is on the border, but it's not where these issues are. So I wanted to know, John, what's really going on? You know, you hear all these things, read all these things. So I actually led a delegation of other uh, freshmen um, members down to the border and we went to McAllen, Texas, which is sort of the epicenter. Um, there's a handful of places, but but more crossings McAllen or that part of the Rio Grande than anywhere else. And I'll tell you what, you're there about five minutes, and you know, you, I was both outraged and heartbroken. Um, outraged for this horrible policy, and heartbroken for these kids. And and that's what's lost on this is the overwhelming majority of the people that are coming across. And again, this is to the tune of two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand a month. Ugh. Our children—they—they they, they are seventeen and under. So, the law of the land. When Joe Biden came into office, he had a couple executive orders, and basically, John. So, this is what the current policy is: if you're a child um, five and under, you can come across and not be turned away. If you and you can bring one adult or one parent with you, right? Or if you're a child seventeen and under by yourself, which means you're an unaccompanied minor, which effectively means age 6 to 17, you can come across and not be turned away, mm-hmm. which sounds compassionate, right? But it's opened up the floodgates. Right. And so what's left out of all these stories is, you know, the overwhelming majority of folks are 17 and under, you know, hundreds of thousands that are coming across. And how they're treated on the way up, what happens to them as they try to cross the border, um, you know, everyone has to pay off the Mexican cartels because the cartels, John, completely control the Mexican side of the border. And we were given free reign. We could go talk to these kids. And, uh, you know, the price for passage is three to $5,000. They've got to pay the Mexican cartel to let them cross. So if you do the math, John, um, on average of $4,000 a crossing, 200000 a month, the Mexican cartels are literally making $800 million a month to smuggle children into our country. That, that, that is the policy of the Biden administration. Meanwhile, you know, they're smart. They know where the Border Patrol is overrun. And right. so other places along the border, they're taking across fentanyl, other bad actors. And, and Biden and Harris turn a blind eye. They're not willing. That's why it's such a big deal that she and he are not willing to go down and see the real issue. Because you're there for just a few minutes, and you absolutely know this policy is completely wrong. They're, so, they're, they're so making the more money. It's infuriating. They're making more money on this than they are on selling drugs. I mean, it's so the, it would seem. I mean, it's got I, to be. I mean, the, the the winner here are the Mexican cartels. The loser are these trafficked yeah. children Ugh. and the United States of America. Yeah. Um, and people are waking up to. I mean, you know, you look at the Biden administration right now, John, and it's really sort of the three eyes: um, is inflation, if these policies are brought about, it's immigration, and it's incompetence. You know, the incompetence that we've seen, um, you know, from the radical left. And, and and the Biden administration running this country and how they're mismanaging it. It's just, it's really sad, concerning, and very, very frustrating. You know, you mentioned uh, inflation. Congressman, there's a, a lot of oil and gas producers I know out in a big first. Uh, one of our sponsors, Wink Hartman's got a, a, some, some oil out there. The media reported recently the Biden administration sold nearly a million barrels of oil from the nation's strategic petroleum reserve to a Chinese gas company. If, if gas is $5 a gallon, why are we selling a million barrels of oil to China? I mean, why not America first? We, we could use that here to lower a price of gas. Asking the same question, or, you know, we were obviously asking the same question. It's not like Biden administration comes forward and tells us that, you know, these things are discovered. Right. We've got to ask them about it. We're in the process of getting to the bottom of why that is. But that fits under the incompetence yeah. um, heading, right? It's just who in their right mind um, would do that. So we've restricted our domestic fossil fuel production, um, vilified an industry 
made it harder on the good people that are trying to um, drill wells and produce fuel for us. Meanwhile, um, we drain our strategic reserves. Some of that goes to China. Meanwhile, then Biden goes over to Saudi Arabia, hat in hand, and uh, and and, and the, it appears that you know begs or asks them to increase their production. I mean, this just makes absolutely no sense. This current track that we're on. By the way, Americans see it. Yeah, um, they see what they're bringing to gas prices. They see these changing policies, and I think the uh, radical left and, and it looks like the president will will receive a uh, you know a, a beatdown or. or you know, th- things will change here come November. Well, let's hope. Uh, speaking of the upcoming election, the uh, August 2nd primary is barely a week from now. Uh, I-, I know you've been a strong proponent of the value them both amendment, encouraging folks to vote for it. Uh, as you've traveled the big first, I mean, what are you hearing? Uh, are folks supportive? Are you seeing support for it out in the district? Yes, yeah, strong support for it. Uh, you know, we put up signs for this. We've been very outspoken in, in my support for uh, for the value of both amendment. And it's important for people to understand what this does. Uh, the value of both amendment that passes basically means that our state legislature, not our courts, would get to determine the abortions that are or are not allowed in Kansas. Um, I don't think anyone whatever side of this issue you're on um, should be for the court and not our legislature making these decisions. And it's important to value, you know, we got to think about these children, these babies, but also the moms and, uh, and everyone that's involved, you know, the, the ratio of planned parenthood facilities to pregnancy services center in Kansas, 43 to one. Mm. So, you know, th- this narrative that some of the radical left would say was, well, you just don't care about what, well, that's actually not true. Um, there, there are things in place in ways that we want to absolutely um, care for women, whatever their situation is, but it's important that the value them both amendment passes, um, passes resoundingly and the state legislature um, gets to make these decisions. Well, you brought up that key point and, and it does allow the elected representatives as opposed to unelected judges. And I think that's the one thing that has frustrated so many is the fact that you found a, a court that somehow found a right to an abortion in a constitution where it doesn't exist. And there's no accountability to those judges versus if people don't like the way their legislatures are voting, you can vote them out in two to four years. That's right. They're, they're accountable to the people. It, it, their policies for the state will be what the people want, which is, you know, the benefit of leaving, living in a democracy and, and a free country. You know, when you look at the U.S. Constitution, not the state constitution, the U.S. Constitution, you know, it, it says that all, you know, the declaration of independence, all men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, you know, but, but it's very clear all men are created equal, not born equal, created equal. Um, we are created, and then birth becomes an event in our life, but it's not the start of our life. And I just am strongly pro-life, something I'm very passionate about and, and, and want to see this pass. Tracy, I, I appreciate you joining us tonight. If folks want to get in touch with you, obviously they can find you on Twitter, at RepMan, but they could also uh, find you online at TracyMan.com, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, reach out to us. Uh, you know, we're all over the, the state, you know, all over our district all the time. But if we can be of any service uh, to anyone, uh, feel free to let me know. We will keep with the, with, you know, Congressman Estes and LaTurner, um, as well as Senator Marshall Moran, you know, fighting for our conservative values here in Washington. And uh, it's easy to get discouraged, John, but I think it's important to remember we are still the United States of America and we're a handful of good decisions away from being in a lot better spot, but we need to make those decisions and uh, we need to get engaged both in August and in November in Kansas and as a nation to put our country on a different course. Tracy, I, I appreciate you. you. You're doing a fantastic job, Congressman. Keep up the good work. Carry on the fight, my friend. Well, thank you for all you're doing, John. If I can be helpful, let me know. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, we'll discuss election integrity and the safety of ballot drop boxes with Mike Brown, candidate for Kansas Secretary of State. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. 
President's Award is presented to four dealerships for achieving the highest level of customer sales and service satisfaction. For the best sales and service experience, shop Wichita's only President's Award winning dealership for two years running, Rusty Eck Ford. Visit RustyEckFord.com. At Patterson Legal Group, we know that car wrecks don't keep regular business hours and neither do we. If you've been hurt in a wreck after 5 p.m., don't wait until tomorrow to get the help you need right now. Our team is standing by ready to take your call, ready to give you free advice, and ready to help you get the medical attention you need. You don't have to wait until tomorrow morning to call an attorney. In a wreck, need a check? Call the Patterson Legal Group. We're the 24-7 injury attorneys. We're available to get you the help you need right now. Patterson Legal is the way to go. Call 555 Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and true social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show Mike Brown is a sixth-generation Kansan raised in Kansas City, Kansas. He's a general contractor focusing on commercial construction. Prior to being a contractor, he started his own home-building company in 1990 and became the largest home-builder land developer in Kansas City. Mike served as a Johnson County commissioner from 2017 to 2021 and is now running for Kansas Secretary of State. Mike, it's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. It is good to be with you, John. Good evening. Um, Mike, let me start with this. I, I know you've made election integrity a cornerstone of your campaign. Uh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court uh, just recently outlawed ballot drop boxes for their state. Do you think they're safe? Should we be using them here in Kansas? So this answer is super simple, and it's very direct. If I'm elected Kansas Secretary of State, the ballot drop boxes across the state of Kansas are gone on day one. They, they, they destroy confidence. People don't trust them. They don't, don't necessarily like them. They're not sure what's going on there. And, it, and anything that undermines confidence in our elections, John, it's corrosive. And we have got to do better. Now we, we have had, got to do better. We had Secretary of State Schwab on last week. I asked him that very same question. And you know, he reassured us. He said they've got security measures in place, uh, cameras on them, that when the ballots are removed, there's a representative from both parties present. Uh, but you say that it's still not enough. Is what is Well, so, so here's the, the, the problem with, with uh, the secretary's explanation of that is that the, the legislature had to step in and tighten up and put more enforcement rules on it because in the 2020 and the 2021 elections, and I'm going to speak specifically to what I know about in Johnson County, but this occurred elsewhere in our state, in fact, many places elsewhere. The security cameras are this grainy, filmy. It looks like something you you remember seeing uh, where Bigfoot was lurching across the creek through <laughs> yeah. the wood. Oh yeah, uh, that that that's so, so that's number one. Uh, number two, the other pieces of video. There were seven cameras on seven drop boxes in Johnson County, and oops, we're not sure what happened there, but we recorded over five of them. We just don't have that anymore. So, but then we had uh, Connie Schmidt, the, the Johnson County Election Commissioner, on camera with, with uh, a local TV station. And what did she say to the camera? Well, the sheriff is watching these cameras and watching these ballot drop boxes. The, only then to have the sheriff have to contact her and say, we most certainly are not. We don't have a password. We don't know what website. We don't have anything to do with monitoring your cameras, to which the news station came out the next day and asked her the same question. And Connie's answer then was, well, I'll have to get back to you. I don't know. <laughs> so the bottom line is, is there is so much slack in this, John. And it, we, we've gone past the point of trying to remedy it and fix it. We do not need the ballot drop boxes. They're, they are they are undoubtedly convenient, but they are not necessary. And it's it is we're just going to get rid of them, and then we don't have to worry across this bridge anymore. We can be done with this. Scott went out and bought 180 plus of these things at 3,500 dollars a piece. 
and then sprinkled them all over Kansas, of course he's going to say there's nothing wrong, everything's fine. Well, he and, made a huge purchase with them and then sprinkled them everywhere. And I have to say they were probably useful during the pandemic, but we're not in a pandemic anymore. And, and I, I kind of I'm with you on that. Um, another major election integrity issue that's been an issue in the past, certainly down here, uh, there's a major issue up in Harvey County, um, has been ballot harvesting. Is the state doing enough to prevent ballot harvesting? <laughs> So the, the, the problem, the answer to that is the state, as far as the legislature goes, they put a maximum on of 10 ballots can be carried in by any individual during an election cycle. So there is at least a maximum of 10. The problem is our secretary of state is supposed to be in charge of administering that and following through with all 105 county clerks or election commissioners. And to the, at this time right now, I am unaware that anyone has been contacted by the secretary of state's office about what they're supposed to do. How are they going to monitor it? How do you know if John Whitmer walks up with nine <laughs> or 10 or 11? Who knows? Well, and Nobody I asked him that question why. last week, and he said it was the attorney general's uh, re responsibility, not the secretary of state's. And this is the never-ending chase-your-tail circle that people are fed up and just beyond fed up and frustrated with. You, you see something you don't like about elections. You have a concern. You contact the secretary of state's office. What does the secretary of state's office say to do? You need to contact the attorney general. What does the AG's office say? Well, you need to contact your county, your county attorney. County attorney says, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. You need to contact the district attorney. District attorney's out working on capital murder cases and other stuff. They don't have time. So what is what they tell you to do? Contact the Secretary of State's office. <laughs> they send you in this circle chasing your tail until you get tired and go away. And it is nothing but a game. It is a game. And I will tell you, there's nothing about this that I think is funny or a game. No, this is serious business. I chuckle. I chuckle because it's what else can you do? Uh, that's well, no. You know, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But here's what I will do is on the secretary of state's home front page. When I am the secretary of state of Kansas, there will be a button to report elect anything you believe that is inconsistent with election law in Kansas, any concern you have, and I will then fulfill the obligation of prosecutorial authority in my office. I will hire a law enforcement official and a lawyer, and when someone has a concern or complaint, it will be investigated. When it's investigated and it's found out an election law has been broken, they, that person will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law with me as your secretary of state. Huh? I'm not playing around. When it comes to our elections, it's not it's not a joke. It's not funny. There's nothing there's nothing less than absolute seriousness about it. It is the underpinnings of our republic. And we have got to take it with that level of seriousness. And quite candidly, Scott Schwab does not. We are talking with Mike Brown, candidate for Kansas secretary of state. We uh, again, we, we talked with secretary of state uh, Schwab last Sunday. He said the Dominion machines currently in use in Kansas are safe. Uh, I've talked to a, f a number of legislators who feel that they are safe. Do you feel that the uh, current Dominion machines that we, we're using in the state are safe? I have I have huge questions about all of the electronic equipment, regardless of the manufacturer. Concerns broad in every manufacturer's lane. So when I am the Secretary of State, how we're going to remedy this is we're going to either know that every piece of electronic election equipment in this state, and I do mean in every single county from border to border, all 105, every piece of electronic equipment, election equipment, is 100% guaranteed safe and secure or I will just take the state of Kansas back to paper ballot. We're just going to vote on paper. They do it in other countries. We do, we can do it. It is not that complicated. People act like it's the end of times, and we'll, how will we ever count all these votes? We can do it. There's a way. Yeah, they've done we it will, before. <laughs> absolutely. We did it before. It, we, can go, we can shift ourselves back and keep those machines until we figure out how to make sure that they're not being meddled with, that they're not being manipulated. And here's what's not good enough. The Secretary of State to say, there's nothing to see here, just keep moving. That is not reassuring to anybody. Nobody listens to that and goes, oh, well, everything must be okay. I, I most certainly do not believe everything is okay. And so I'm not the Secretary of State at this point, but when I am there, we will go through a rigorous checkout of all electronic equipment. And if it's not all 100% secure, we'll just go back to voting with paper. Mike, you've emphasized that elections should be over at 7 o'clock on Election Day. What do you mean by that? I, I, I mean, I think most people would think, well, that, that makes sense. Uh, how are they not? Yeah. 
so what we have now is the 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 mail ballots continue to come in. So the election is over at 7 p.m. on election Tuesday, and then paper ballots show up through the mail on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And then if you're in Sedgwick County, well, they still count, I guess, on Saturday and whatever came in backed up on Sunday and then got dropped in the box on Monday. And oops, I guess we ought to check the box. See, there's a void of leadership coming out of our Secretary of State's office, and we got we, we have too many loose ends. Our elections, we need to be 100% done voting at 7 p.m. Now, w- with one caveat, if you're in line, you have presented yourself ready to vote with your ID, and you are in line at 7 o'clock. I don't care if there's 500 people in that precinct line to vote. Everybody gets to vote. But you have to present yourself as ready, and the marker goes in the line at 7 o'clock. If you show up at 7.01, I'm sorry, but you missed this election. We hope you'll vote next time, and we are done. All we're doing from that point forward is letting the line play out, and then the poll closes. We count the votes at the precinct level, and those move up in a managerial scenario all the way up to the election commissioner or to the county clerk's office, and there comes your totals. Well, I know, Mike, we're you know barely a week or so out now. Uh, how, how's the campaign going? I keep seeing your signs and see your Facebook <laughs> stuff. You're all over the state. How's the campaign going? It's going fantastic, John. I'm glad you asked that. I I have been literally, I put 23,000 plus miles on my Suburban just for campaign-related travel. I have been into all 105 counties. And when I say that, I don't mean I cut through the corner on the highway and counted it. I was at, in every county, I've been in every single courthouse in this state. I've walked in the door and tried to find the county clerks or the election commissioners along the way. I found the majority of them and visited with lots and lots of people at cafes and and the sheriff along the way and different folks. And the campaign is just going exceptional. We feel very strong about our position right now. We feel very confident. I do believe it will be end up being probably a relatively close race, so I need people to get out. i got to have people go out and vote. If election integrity is important to you and to your listeners, I'm your guy, and I need you to go vote for me. Mike Brown, i got to get your vote because we got to make sure we get this done. I don't know that this is the last chance at getting our elections trued up and getting this under control, but I do know this. There will be a day at which it's too late. I don't know if it's this day, but it's a lot easier to fix starting now then it's going to be four years from now. Well, Mike, I appreciate you uh, you joining us this evening. Again, if folks are interested, they can find you on the web at MikeBrownForKansas.com, correct? All spelled out. Yes, sir. Perfect. F-O-R, Kansas spelled out. Uh, I wish you all the best, my friend. We're going to pay a few bills when we return. Chris Kobach will bring us a final update on his campaign for Kansas Attorney General. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you'll destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 on KNSS. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. That's The Flot Line with Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on KNSS. We've all had the experience before. You're driving a car. There's something wrong. You know it. There's a noise or two that you can't identify. That check engine light has been on. That is nagging you. Maybe the car won't even start. What do you do now? You call the shop, you make an appointment, you're without a vehicle. No way! That is the old way of thinking. Hey, this is Ted Woodward. You need to get in touch with Wrench because Wrench sends a certified mechanic to come to you, to your place of work, to your home at your convenience. That's what I did. We had a certified mechanic from Wrench, Robert, to come out to the radio station to take a look at one of our vehicles. Within a matter of a few minutes, Robert had done a complete assessment of the vehicle, helped us out with issues on oil, brakes, wipers, filters, fluids. It was great, and best of all, it was convenient. Right here at the radio station, didn't have to take the car into a shop. That's where Wrench is so great. Go to Wrench.com, use the promo code TED, my name TED, and save 10% off your first service or repair. Wrench.com, the future of car service. 
Sean Hannity. Well, t- I started a new workout class, a martial arts class. We're training every day, like for an hour or two every morning. This is martial arts t- to be prepared for any situation. Now, I, I mostly do jujitsu, kempo. It's under the banner of street martial arts. And my sensei now says, you got to be careful. You're now dangerous. You throw a punch at me, and I will react without any thought, and you will be down on the ground in six seconds or less. Sean Hannity. Afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 13. 1930 KNSS. Look for clouds to increase this evening. There could be a couple of thunderstorms through the overnight. 76 degrees with an east-northeast wind up over 20 miles per hour. A couple of thunderstorms to start your Monday morning, then partly sunny. Little cooler for your Monday afternoon up to 98. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. A major economic report will be released this Thursday. Ahead of this week's GDP reading, the White House appears to be bracing for a second consecutive quarter of negative growth, commonly referred to as a recession. The White House already saying, though, they won't be using the R word themselves. Fox's Jackie Heinrich says the Council of Economic Advisors is redefining what a recession is and including more factors. Good news on the cost of gas again. The average price of a gallon of regular dropping 32 cents over the past two weeks. The low average in this sample was Baton Rouge at 390 and the high was Los Angeles at 576. Industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says gas prices are being driven down partly by lower demand. America is listening to Fox News. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and Truth Social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Chris Kobach is one of three candidates running for the GOP nomination for Kansas Attorney General. Kobach clerked for the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals and shortly thereafter became a professor of constitutional law at the University of Missouri. He served in the United States Department of Justice under Attorney General John Ashcroft as counsel to the Attorney General and served as Kansas Secretary of State for eight years. He is now asking for your vote for Attorney General. Chris, it's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Great to be back with you, John. Uh, Mr. Secretary, let me ask you, I'm sorry, that's just force a habit. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been on so many times. Uh, let me ask you about some of these recent attacks from your two primary opponents. I watched the debate you had down here, KWCH, this week. Both of your opponents have made an effort throughout the primary to emphasize electability as an issue in the race, implying and in some cases, flat out saying outright that if if you make it to the general, you can't win. Uh, care to respond to those uh, those claims? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Well, first of all, I've been in three statewide general elections uh, in my career, and I've won two out of three. And in the first one, I defeated an incumbent Democrat versus my opponents who've never been in a statewide election. One of my opponents never been in any election uh, in his life. Um, the other thing is, if you look at 2018, the, the one defeat I did have on my record, uh, that one was an extraordinary year. It was a huge blue tide. I'm sure most listeners remember it. Uh, we lost seven governorships, we being the Republican Party, and every single close race, and Kansas was one of the closest, closest ones, uh, every close race went to the Democrats except one, and that was Georgia. We also lost 33 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. It was a bloodbath. Um, so that's the you know that was an unusual year. People like Scott Walker, who beat two recall efforts in Wisconsin, they got knocked out in 2018. 
2022 is a completely different story. Uh, we've pulled this thing every which way, as have other people. And it shows that whoever wins the Republican primary for attorney general on August 2nd will win the general election. It is going to be a generic Republican red wave. And so the, and, and the polling shows me winning um, with, a, with a handy majority. And I think that's, you know, that, that's the end of the story there. But again, you know, being lectured about winnability by one person who's never run for office before and another person who's from Johnson County and has run only in a, in a tiny legislative district uh, is, is kind of laughable. The, uh, since you brought up polling, the Mativi campaign released a poll a couple of weeks ago, and the participants in the survey revealed it was, it was kind of insightful, uh, kind of showing what these, uh, these polling participants saw as the, uh, their top issues, 18.6% said taking on Biden, 16.2% preventing government overreach, 13% said stopping abortion. Is that what you're hearing from folks as you've been you know, going around the state, talking to voters? Does that mesh with what you're hearing yeah. when you're talking to po- folks? A- absolutely. And if you, if you put those two together, stopping Biden and stopping government overreach, they're really the same thing. It's the federal government overreaching. And I'm the only person in this race who's actually, in fact, I'm one of a very small number of people in the country who's actually sued Joe Biden and won. Uh, and I've sued Democrat presidents a total of four times in my career, uh, victorious in two of the cases, including the OSHA vaccine mandate case, which we won on January 13th of this year. And the two other cases are pending right now. And many of your listeners know about one of them. That's the McConnell Air Force Base case where I'm representing pilots and other airmen who are suing uh, to vindicate their First Amendment right to say no to the vaccine and still remain in the Air Force. So, you know, suing Joe Biden is my top priority. That's why my signs say it. And I'm absolutely hearing the same thing, that that's important to people. Uh, and, you know, if, if that is important to someone listening, you, you've really got three choices. You've got me, someone who's got a, a proven record and experience in bringing this kind of complex civil litigation and who's determined to sue Joe Biden. Uh, you've got someone who says, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And he says that it's kind of a distraction from what he thinks the attorney general should be doing. And you've got another candidate. She has no earthly idea how to sue Joe Biden, a, a real estate attorney. So, you know, if that's a priority, and I think it is for, as, as that, my opponent's poll suggests, a lot of people, uh, I, I think I'm the only one with the qualifications and the determination to do it. I, I do have to tell you, it's just kind of ironic as as we're sitting here talking, we have to have Fox News on in the background, and and your ad was just on TV. So I, I do have to point <laughs> that out. Um, l- let me ask you this: you know, one of the things I think it's funny you brought up the case that McConnell Air Force Base case yes. with the airmen who are you know, Biden's trying to basically kick them out of the military because of the vaccine. I, I yes. do think there's there's a great deal of hypocrisy right now on the left because these are the same folks that are trying to force that but also now want to you know want us to to give them the right to choose when it comes to abortion and killing babies and it's, yeah. it's just that that hypocrisy is so glaring I, I just i find it laughable if it wasn't tragic yeah yeah whatever happened to my body my choice when it comes to the vaccines but of course there is a huge difference between the two when you are saying, I do not want to be forced to put something in my body by the federal government, there's only one person involved, right. you. Yeah. But, when you. but with the question of abortion, there are two human beings, and the question is, can one choose to kill the other? It's a totally different thing, but it is so funny. Their, their rallying cry, my body, my choice, uh, fits both situations, and yet they don't. Uh, they don't apply it when it comes to freedom from vaccine mandates. No, and and the the other issue, and it, it, it's come up, but it hasn't been brought up enough, is that this amendment, the reason to value them both, is so crucial, is because you really have without that passage, you've and you've had to fight the Kansas Supreme Court, and you've had to fight judges that have gone, you know, activist judges, one of which sent you back to school because they were pissed at you, um, you know. Uh, if we don't pass value them both, then we're putting the hands, we're putting control over this issue in the hands of unelected, unaccountable judges instead of our elected representatives. And I think that's really what this issue should come down to. That's exactly right. And you have to have somebody as attorney general who will go into court and fight, even if you draw a judge randomly, which we did in that case you just alluded to. We drew a judge. We knew we were going to lose. Um, There's just no question in anybody's mind because of the particular history of that judge. And then the uh, on, on the Court of Appeal, the Kansas Attorney General's Office did the appeal of the case. 
And they drew randomly a panel of three judges that everybody knew they were going to lose. But, you know, my, my opponent uh, has been saying, well, if you, if you lose a case, then I guess you, you shouldn't bring the case. No, you fight and you establish a record. You know you're going to win in the lower courts when you find out who the judge is in, in some of these highly political cases. But you do it in the hope of getting to the Supreme Court, even if you know the lower court judge is disposed against you. Um, you know, I guess from my opponent's point of view, you should just surrender and let the ACLU decide whenever they sue. Uh, they get their way, and they are a veto on Kansas government. It's just, it's just a crazy argument. But, but you're right. Giving unelected judges the authority to decide all abortion questions is what would happen if we voted no. The judges have decided there's a virtually limitless right to abortion in Kansas, and if, if the vote no side wins, uh, it will be a horrible day for Kansas and for unborn babies everywhere because Kansas will become a destination state. If we vote yes, all it does is restore the prior status quo, which means that the legislature can decide which restrictions on abortion do we want, and the legislature can pass them, and we the people can lobby our legislators and say, please vote for this or don't vote for that or whatever. Um, Anyway, I have, as a candidate, said, look, the next attorney general if God willing, we pass value them both, and I, and I pray that we do, uh, the next attorney general is going to have to be very on the ball, on his game, and able to quickly get our pro-life laws back in place because they're either struck down in the case of two of them or in suspended animation right now. And I know how to do that from my background as a constitutional professor. You're, uh, I know the campaign, we've got barely a week now before the primary. How's the campaign going? You've been out and about, I know. Yeah, going very well. In fact, I'm on the road right now, uh, heading back from a, a meeting in Emporia, a gathering of Republicans in Emporia. Um, it's going well. Uh, we have some recent polling data, which shows us main, my, my campaign maintaining a, a double-digit lead, which is good. Um, so I, I feel good going into the, the final week here. Um, but, of course, you, you, you run hard all the way through the line, and uh, you know we're not assuming, not taking anything for granted. But uh, again, back to the previous point, I just think so many Kansans are are itching for Kansas to take on the Biden administration. Right now, Texas is bringing a number of really awesome lawsuits, but Texas has brought over 20, and there's a limit to how much one state can carry the rest of the country on its shoulders. And if, if I'm Attorney General, Kansas and Texas will be standing side by side, taking it to Joe Biden taking him to court at every opportunity. Well, Chris, that I think there are a lot of people who are sympathetic to that for sure, who like that idea of taking Joe Biden. Hopefully he'll be, at least to the, the Democrat Party, will be in the minority in Congress. That'll help as well. Uh, I, I hope. If, if folks are interested, they uh, if they want a yard sign, if they want to donate, I'm sure you'll still take the help. It's at chriskobach.com, correct? Yes, that's right. K-R-I-S-K-O-B-A-C-H, all one word, chriskobach.com. Chris, we appreciate you. Best of luck. Good luck. You got a week to go. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you. Good talking with you again. Thank you again for for joining us. Best of luck. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are going to be open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Summer. It comes in waves. Massive, record-breaking heat wave. Waves of showers and a few thunderstorms as well. Whatever kind you find yourself in. The uh, recent wave of violence. The historic wave of crime. We'll have the latest. Different waves. Waves of migrants at the border. Wave of inflation. Waves of information. A wave almost a tsunami. All summer long. This next wave of storms. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Want to work in radio? Well, now's your chance. Odyssey Wichita is looking for a part-time promotions assistant. If you're an organized professional and or social media wizard that can multitask, pay close attention to detail, and meet tight deadlines, we want to talk to you. Attend radio-sponsored events, schedule giveaways for tickets and other prizes, and get behind the wheel of a station vehicle if you have a valid driver's license. And, of course, prior experience is a plus. Interested? Submit your resume now at odysseyinc.com forward slash careers. We are an equal opportunity and affirmative action employer. 
When it comes to your next quote-unquote new car, buying pre-owned is the new norm. And Midwest Kia is the perfect place to offer you the selection you need. We've got over 300 pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, and practically every make and model. You want a low-price, reliable economy car? Midwest Kia has it. You want a family sedan ready for your next trip? Midwest Kia has it. You want a luxury SUV loaded with options? Midwest Kia has it. You'll find your next vehicle at a price you want, and you'll always experience Midwest Kia's better way to buy. Want more? We'll also have extra appraisers available to get you the best deal for your trade-in. How about more? Many of our pre-owned vehicles are 2020s with less than 10,000 miles. So what are you waiting for? Midwest Kia is your one-stop shop. MidwestKia.com We want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Severity of credit with down payment, APR turn, and vehicle. The roof credit and fees. Expires month's end. Hey, Wichita, this is Dana Lash, host of The Dana Show, inviting you to join me every weekday at 11. We actually don't have to have anything. The Republican problem with being an absolute walking sentient turd on messaging does not mean that as a result of that, the price to offset it must be paid by innocent people with the giving up of their rights. Tune into The Dana Show every day from 11 to 2 on Wichita's number one talk, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Want to remind you to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news while working from home, tooling around the garage, or homeschooling the kids. Just download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS Radio. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer, to get all the latest updates on the show. We do have a special event coming up here in... uh, little over a week, as inflation soars to a whopping 9.1%, more and more Americans are struggling to make ends meet, and the economy remains their number one concern. However, Americans for Prosperity is providing much-needed relief by partnering with a local gas station here in Wichita to raise awareness of policies that are destroying families and businesses and communities. So what we're doing, KNSS is partnering with AFP Kansas to roll back the price at the pump to the same price that it was on the day Joe Biden was inaugurated two years ago. So coming up on Monday, August 8th, from 2 o'clock in the afternoon to 3.30 in the afternoon at Jumpstart on North Broadway... We're going to roll back the price of gas to $2.38 a gallon. You want to save 2 bucks a gallon? Come on out to Jumpstart on the 8th. I'll be there. KNSS will be there. We'll take some calls, save you a couple bucks a gallon. In the meantime, have a great week and carry on, fellow deplorables. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.